Hi everyone, I'm Catherine Ali and you're listening to You Haven't Heard This Music Podcast. Welcome to You Haven't Heard This Music Podcast. This is a journey into sound, a journey which along the way will bring to you new music, new bands and new artists. As always, I'm Wayne and with me in the studio tonight, I have Richard, say hello Richard. Hello. And Neil, say hello Neil. Greetings and salutations. And with us all the way down the line is our very special guest, Catherine Alley. Say hello Catherine. Hello from Scotland. Ooh, loves sunny, Sc- sunny Scotland. No. Uh, sunny. Not so much. No. <laughs> Scotland, that's it. You're from Scotland. How are you anyway? Are you alright? I'm great, yeah. Very excited to be part of this. I love this podcast. She's got to say that, though. Yeah, she has, yeah. No, I didn't have it. It's nice to hear it either way. (laughs) (laughs) It's true. (laughs) As always, this is a show of five rounds, and we'll start with the head-to-head. This is a section of the show where the three members of the team bring a song from the plethora of emails that we receive and submissions that we receive, and songs that we think are brilliant, and we want to put them head-to-head, where Catherine then, at the end, will choose her favourite. The current scores are, Richard? I've no idea. Is that the, is that the actual... Is That's that, the actual current score, Is that Jeff? right? Yes. Um, I'm winning. Yes, you are. Richard's on six. I'm on... What am I on? I'm on five. And Neil's on three at this current moment. <laughs> After that, we move on to the Hidden Masterpiece, which is brought by Catherine this week. What song are you bringing for your Hidden Masterpiece, Catherine? Uh, my Hidden Masterpiece song was... Was... <laughs> Is hypochondriac is music my muse? Very good, very good. We'll have a listen. We'll have a chat about that later on and decide whether it is a hidden masterpiece. After that, we move on to the forgotten classic round. Yeah, I'm waiting for Neil to interject, and he's not doing it. He's been all quiet. So the forgotten classic is also being brought by our special guest Catherine Alley. What song are you bringing that you consider to be a forgotten classic? Yeah, Grace by Jeff Buckley. Very good. We'll do the same with that. We'll have a chat and see if that's a forgotten classic or not. After that, we'll move on to the. No, he's not going to do it. I thought he, I thought he was building up for that. Intense hardcore genre challenge mode, go! He never gets it right. Musical challenge mode, go! Correct. Second time round. After that, we move on to the intense hardcore genre musical challenge mode, go. Rich was challenged on the last episode. Was it jazz? Soul? Uh, soul, soul jazz. jazz. Soul jazz. What song have you brought? I haven't brought a song. I've brought a, I've brought a composition by Miles Davis called Blue and Green, is it? Blue or and Green and Blue? Blue and Green. Turquoise. Turquoise. Green. <laughs> 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 Miles Davis and Turquoise. <laughs> to the uninitiated. <laughs> and, and then we finish off the show with our artist spotlight round, which is our very special guest, Catherine Alley. What song are you bringing as the artist spotlight? Uh, my own song. <laughs> Sunny Days. Very good, very good. And we'll all uh, we'll have a chat about that and what you're doing and where you're going and all the rest of it. So yeah, that's a nice quick nice quick intro there, boys. Any news? I've just come back from the Arctangent Festival. How was it? It was tiring and muddy and absolutely fucking brilliant. I saw some amazing bands. I spoke to quite uh, I spoke to three amazing bands. Um forgot to take socks and had to wear one pair of socks all weekend in the mud and the rain oh. but other than that it was yeah it was amazing we got some festival specials coming out in the next few weeks uh, we got the Ustock one ready to go I'm still working on the Funk in the Forest one and I haven't even looked at the Arctangent one yet because I've only been back a day so uh, with three festival specials coming out at some point yeah but it's, uh, I, I would like to take this opportunity to thank Dan and Dave at Ustock Clem at Funk in the Forest 
and Haley from I can't remember the name of a promotions company but Haley who works for a promotion company that deals with Arctangent who they all let us come to their festivals and be part of the action and be part of the atmosphere and it was fantastic what do you think boys what do you think of Funk in the Forest it was my first festival so it was uh, to be honest it was everything I expected from a festival uh, enjoy the toilets it didn't bother me <laughs> made me a new person so I am the person I am today because of what I did in those toilets <laughs> can I, I say felt, I saw uh, some photos on your Facebook page and they look it looked really 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 fun like really it was fun. it was a lot of fun <laughs> yeah. I'm sure you've done a few festivals of your own haven't you Catherine uh, yeah it was fun I mean it was quite rainy but not as and not not nothing anything close to what I saw from your photos <laughs> yeah I did Calburn garden party um in July and garden it's, party it's called garden party uh, but um, it's uh, around it's with tea of... and crumpets <laughs> no it's a great festival and and it was sold out as well it was great we had a great time yeah and hidden door festival earlier with midi Paul I did and I did a Edinburgh fringe show <laughs> earlier this month which was a first a bit um something I've never done before but nothing as muddy as you guys mm-hmm. have done. How about you, Neil? You stock festival. Oh, brilliant. They loved it. Loved, loved, loved the music, loved the beer, loved oh, the vibe, loved the say, pub. The, the beer, yeah. <laughs> every, every, everything about it was great. Brilliant. Yeah. All right, so shall we move on to the first round? Head to So we move on to the head-to-head round, and who won last time? Was it you, Rich? Probably. So you're going first. Then. I tend to. So yeah, I'm bringing Chris Linton and his song. I I don't know. I'm glad you wrote it down. Yeah, I'm Fair bringing enough. Chris Linton with. Oh, thank you, Catherine. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm bringing Chris Linton with his song "Fearless." So yeah, this is "Fearless" by Chris Linton. I'm here and I'm feeling fearless, 
exaggerated, that's what you are seeing. The story's over now, I must conclude. I am conflicted, watching where I step still, hanging in the balance, not the life I want to live. I want to take it all, standing tall, fear outweighed the person you are. So that was Chris Linton with Fearless, and I like this guy a lot. He's 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 got quite a diverse range of sounds when it comes to his music. I mean, obviously you listen to this one, and you're I know you're going to say, "Oh, he sounds like Bastille." Obviously, there's nuances of that in his voice. I'm not going to ta- I'm not going to say there isn't, but uh, his music is very much his own, I think. And if you listen to a lot of his other stuff, he's very diverse, and he's so good. I, I, and th- this song, it was it was simplistic, it was stripped back, it wasn't overcomplicated, and it was beautiful, and it's, st- it's still wowed at the same time. If you listen to this live, I imagine it would sound just as good, and it would give you a case of the uh, bumps of the geese. <laughs> yeah. Very good. I've never really put that way, I like that. Mm, that's what good. I think. Right, shall we start with Catherine? Yes, uh, I really liked his voice, but I think what I liked the most was the production of the song and also the uh, like the way that that piano sounds is just magnificent. I really, really like that. I wasn't. I really, I really enjoyed the the guitar as well that came. Out, I think it's like halfway through or like second verse or something. But what caught my attention the most, I think, was the production and and the piano. I don't know sound or. I'm quite a bit jealous to be honest. I was like, "How do you do? I need to do it for my next song." Yeah, I really liked it. Nice one. I was between this one and the one I actually chose, which. Oh no, no, no! You, you, can't, you can't, you can't say that yet. <laughs> I'm not gonna. Uh, Neil, I I liked it a lot. Pretty much what Catherine said. Really, the the, the piano. Um, I, I like, I like the way the piano kind of just carries the song, and it doesn't sound samey all the way through. There's there's actual you, you can feel the emotion through the through the piano. When it when it first came on, it immediately put me in mind of I can't remember who did it. Song Mad World, oh. the Donnie Darko soundtrack. That, that, that's what I thought in the first couple of bars, but then then he started singing and he kind of lost that. It, you know, it, it, it was a very good good original song. Yeah, I liked it a lot. If if I had to make one tiny criticism, and it is only minor, I don't think the guitar was needed. In fact, if if anything, when the guitar came in, it kind of it came in, I think, too harshly. If it had been blended in a little bit 
um, and, and built up a, a little bit more. It would have it would have worked a bit better, but it kind of it sort of when, when he first came on, it sort of jolted me out of the song. It, in fact, I was I was listening to the track on YouTube, phone, uh, the pocket, and it, it has a tendency when I do that of skipping tracks. And I actually thought the track had skipped, <laughs> and then I realised no, it's just another instrument's coming. So it, it did. I did find that a little bit jolting, but I mean. But once it was established, it fitted the song perfectly. But I think that transition just needed to be a little bit smoother. But I say that's minor. I, I thought the song was brilliant. Very good. I've got a bit of background for you. So Chris Linton, song Fearless from the New Light EP. This fellow has 930,000 monthly listens. He's 70 off a million. That's not lesser known, really, is it, that? Uh, not really, but I've never heard of him. So And he sent you the... He came to us, yeah. So he, 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 he's qualifying. So He's from Plymouth. You know who else is from Plymouth? No. A friend of the show goes a good speed. Oh, oh yes, yeah. of course. How could I forget? Yeah, um, he played pubs and clubs. Goza probably knows him. Goza's going to be doing a B-side with us in the uh, near future. Cool. He played he's been, He's played pubs and clubs. He took time out then to concentrate on songwriting. Um, he became a key player in the burgeoning left-field electronic community. I wrote it down. I don't know what that is. I, it's an electronic community down by him, you know. Oh. Sort of, you know. Electronic music, Ele- or do they just mess the <laughs> you plugs just and get, stuff? get together and just put plugs back together? <laughs> need, light, need, need your light changing, love. <laughs> Chris Linton will do it. Uh, and he did all this all the time while he was working full time in the Royal Navy. And... The Royal Navy! <laughs> 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 I don't know what that was, but that was perfect symmetry. <laughs> Oh. Should, should I explain that? Oh, oh well, we, yeah. <laughs> there used to be like back back in the back in the nineties when you get to the cinema, they always used to show an advert at the start of the films for the Royal Navy, and you'd see like Marines sort of trading and everything. And he'd come up at the end in a really gruff voice, the Royal Navy. So I always used to shout at the top of my voice, the Royal Navy. <laughs> Very good. And it was like our thing. Oh right. Right, so New Light is a combination of 10 years of uh, growth as an artist. I took that from Spotify. I'm in the same camp as you guys, yeah? It's a really nice song. It's very current. Um, you know what it puts me in mind of? Do you remember a while ago, it might have been St. Grey who brought Dermot Kennedy? Ooh, yes. Puts me in mind of him a little bit. Yeah, I see what I'm saying. He had a completely different voice, though. Yeah, yeah different voice. The same sort of sound yeah, is what yeah, I'm yeah, thinking I see of. What I'm it, yeah. yeah, but this is why I say you need to check him out because mm. when you listen to this, so I'm going to listen to another. He's, he's very varied in his styles. Mm. He's a good artist. He's a very good artist, yes. Yeah. He's very good. So right yeah. then, shall we move swiftly on? Let's. So, do you want to go next to Neil or shall I go next? <coughs> Damn you, you, won, you. You've won more recently than I have, so have I? You, go, uh, you go next. Okay then, so um, yeah, my song is Beauty in Suffering with their song Revelay. Take it away. LNCC We know how Your pain is pleasing To me now
Beauty in the Suffering with their song uh, Revelate. This song really, it does what it says on the tin. You know, I'm not going to try and defend it. I love metal. And this is simple, uncomplicated, down-to-earth metal with a good vocal. Okay production. Interestingly, it has been used in a horror film recently, apparently, according to the email we got. it's uh, It's been used as a soundtrack for a film called uh, Clown Motel, The Spirits Arise. Oh, the spirits! Um, but but, it, <laughs> but this, I mean, this is a low-budget, straight-to-DVD horror film, but it features the original Jason Voorhees, the original Michael Myers. So Sean Cunningham, I can't remember who plays Jason, who plays Michael Myers. I think I've seen this on Fangoria. And um, uh, somebody off Pirates of the Caribbean as well, apparently. So some, some I won't say big names. In some, the horror world, they're massive. In so. the, big, big names in the horror world, yeah. So it, it's obviously got a bit of attention. And yeah, I just, I just it, it is what it is. It's powerful. It's straight down the line. It's no messing about. It does what it says on the tin. I like it. Nee, not Neil. Rich. I don't actually have any notes for this one. Um, don't know why. What I was thinking, Rage Against the Machine. Ooh, no, no, definitely I'd, not. Maybe someone else. Then I've got someone that sounds just like I can't think who it is. Um, you know, what I think about this music, Neil. It's a bit like me and jazz, isn't it? I'm gonna, I'm gonna. When I first listened to this song, I thought. 
What fucking absolute dog shit has he brought now? But then... Well, why did you put in the email then, then Richie recommends? I recommended to you. Oh, <laughs> right, OK. You didn't make that clear. You just said Richie recommends. And oh, did I? I? I knew you'd like it. But I, I, but I like thought, it. yeah, what absolute dog shit is this? And then I listened to it again, because I always listen to the songs over and over again. The second time I thought, yeah, it's not as bad as I initially thought. And then I listened to it again, and actually it's... It's quite good. And then I listened to it again and, well, over time, I, I, I really like the song now. <laughs> I really like the song. Yeah. It's it's gone on my playlist, so, yeah, it's one of those. It's not usually my style of music, but mm, it's, mm. I like it. I like it a lot. Cool. Catherine? Um, I liked it as well. I mean, I like metal music. I mean, one of my favourite bands of all time... And good friends of mine are is um, in flames from Sweden. I love them. Wow. <laughs> and um, I, when I heard it, I thought, well, very good, very nice. Do you know what I mean? I very like, nice. Well, <laughs> oh, very this is nice. beautiful. Very nice. Very beautiful. It's beautiful because no, to me, do you know what metal music does to me, right? So when I listen to metal music, I focus on the melodies, even the vocal melodies. It doesn't have to, it doesn't matter that it's aggressive or brutal vocals. I hear melodies, you know what I mean? And I, I really liked it. I wasn't sure about the video that much. Oh, <laughs> the, video. Really the video was clips of the film. Oh. How was it? People being attacked by killer clowns. Brilliant. What about those girls dancing? I don't know, anyway. Uh, but... Um, <laughs> Oh, well, I really just, just pure seventies grind house, really. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I liked the song. I did. I really did. Cool. Wayne. Right. So, Beauty and the Suffering. This is from two thousand and fourteen. Is it Revelé? Is that how you say it? Revelé. Are they Foragon? Are they? Uh, no, they're from America. Well, yeah, Foragon to us. Well, no, I think the lead singer is Foragon to America. Is he? Right. I I struggle to find anything out about these guys. And you know, my that's a pet peeve of mine. So, uh, Revelé is subtitled "The Zombie Charge." Do you know what uh, Revelay means? No, I was going to Google it. Is it short this. for Revelation? It's no, it's wake up uh, or um, or get up. It's it, it, it's it's connected with um, like a bugle horn they used to wake soldiers up in the ah, military. Okay. Apparently, it's like a call call to arms. That reminds me a bit of Ramstein. Yeah, I have it. So yeah, so this song was released in 2016. Sorry, they have 23 monthly listens compared to Rich's 930,000. All right. Uh, less than 1,000 plays of this song. And I, all I could glean from there, every... So, yeah, <laughs> I I tried to find something out about this band, and, and all I could find is they're a horror concept band, and everything else is, oh, we played with these guys, and, yeah, we played with these guys, and, yeah, we played with these guys. So I couldn't really find much out of band. That's from the website, from Spotify, from Facebook. That's all I could find, really. There was quite a bit in the email I sent to us, actually. I didn't read the email. I should have uh, read the email, damn it. <laughs> Never mind. Um, I got... I'm from going this, to meet that email. I got from this Rich Manson Ramstein. I got some Ramstein from it. Marilyn Manson. Yeah, I can see that. Mm-hmm. Um, from the Beautiful People album. I don't know if you're familiar with that album at all. Vaguely. It is the best Marilyn, Marilyn Manson album by a long way. Um, and some Rob Zombie and White Zombie. Oh, definitely Rob Zombie. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, specifically, Hillbilly Deluxe. Uh, yeah. I don't know if you're familiar with that album. I already got the best. Uh, off, but, you uh, need to get Hillbilly Deluxe in your life. It's fucking amazing. It was rocking that vibe. I, I like soil it. work. Soil work? Who the fuck is soil work? work. Check them out, you'd love them. Soil work? I haven't heard this band in fucking years. (laughs) You know know soil work? I do, I do! (laughs) It's so random, I haven't... Are they a bit like craft work, but dirtier? (laughs) (laughs) Um, 
yeah, it's got some absolutely fucking hooky, memorable riffs, and and the chorus sticks in your head, and then you know. Rebelde! Yeah. And you get the do 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 the keyboard riff. Yeah. It's just fantastic. It's like I'm trying to think what horror film it, maybe maybe the Saw films. It, it's like there's just there's just like four notes alternating. Yeah. It, um, you know, it sounds like something I off a, I, Yeah, like, I know what you're trying to say. Film. It sort of put me in mind of a, a like a 1950s Vincent Price type film, yeah. like the original House on Haunted Hill or something mm. like that. And that's the vibe they're going for, so they nailed it. So yeah. I enjoyed it more, like Rich, the more I listened to it. The first time I thought, what the fucking hell's this, Neil? You know, and then he got got into it. And I uh, love how Neil picked up on that straight away, though. That that thing that took us a while, Neil got that straight away. It's his, it's his mm. thing. I just thought, I, it I, is his thing, yeah, mate, yeah. I think it appealed to me at the moment I was in. I was a little bit pissed off with life. And oh. I kind of stuck that on, and I wanted something angry and aggressive, and it was angry and aggressive. And there was a video about clowns chasing people around, and a bit of mindless exploitation. And it just—is <laughs> this it, what you do now on the on the neighbourhood watch? It, it, it just, it just connected with me at that moment in time, you know. And I just—I fell in love with it. You're doing this a lot, Neil. You come like—it's like last time you came. My head's been in a weird place. This time, don't like life. Next time, he's going to come along and go. So I've been killing people. And, um... <laughs> and then the episode after that, be, Neil's not with us tonight. <laughs> uh, right, oh, it's, it's, yeah, it grew on me, and I think it's a good song now. So, good choice. Yes. Right, shall we move on to my song? Yes, yeah, sure. No, because I know it's going to win. <laughs> well, well deserved, though, to be fair. Uh, right, so I am bringing Zustra and her song, Oh No, Enjoy. Oh No!
Right, so that was Zustrat with her new single, Oh No. Now, eagle-eyed or eagle-eared listeners... Eagle-eyed cheering. ...will know that Zustra featured on the B-sides not too long ago. She did. And people will know that I absolutely fucking bummed off her then as well. Mm. In fact, what I said was, I want this woman to impregnate me so I can have her musical babies. Well, guess what? She did. And this is it. I, was, I thought it was a better joke than you, you pair are giving me credit for. Can you edit it out? No, <laughs> that was good. <laughs> right, she's from Dubrovnik. A little bit forced. She works for, um, if I remember right, she works for Rolling Stone magazine in yes. Germany. She's a singer, songwriter and a musical journalist. <clears throat> yes. Dubrovnik's a beautiful city. I wouldn't know. I absolutely love this song, going back to the song. The, the mix of electronica... Uh, haunting vocals the the feeling that there's something a bit underlying in the vocal as well and a bit in the song you know it it just grabbed me this is my sort of thing i, I really really love this it is fantastic mm. rich it's very electro psychedelic pop um it reminds me a lot of when i think it was either scream or squillex Remixed LaRue's In It For The Kill. It reminds me of that a lot. Only less dubstepping. But it's that kind of darkness and uh, that kind of feel. As you know, I'm not a big electronic fan. You never mention it. But, yeah, I did like this. I did like she's done the vocals in it. And she, she's very clever with the way she uh, composes the composition is very clever. It's very well put together. Very, yeah, and the, the production is very clean. It is very clean. Yeah. It's very good. I like it. I do like it. Yeah. The video is fantastic as well. I caught a glimpse of the video. Mm. She's yeah. I did. I did read what church it was filmed in. I can't bloody remember now. I've got to. I've got to take my hat off to her that she doesn't use her position in Rolling Stone magazine to try and make herself. Yeah, she. Right, fair play she to her because I fucking would. I don't. I don't even. I think actually saying that. I think last time I spoke to you, she said it's not that as easy as that either. No, I suppose it's not. No. But yeah. All right, Catherine. Yes, I. I mean, she had me on the first note because I love, I love reverb. I love everything. I love all these atmospheric kind of. This is actually kind of like similar to my sound as well in a way because all this kind of like dark atmospheric kind of movie sound I really like and I watched the video as well which the video made me a bit uncomfortable <laughs> and I don't know if that was intentional <laughs> or not but I quite liked it I watched the whole thing is it is it just her or is it the because it's three people in the video is it just her with just some her. guys or all oh, right cause because I thought they were a band like a trio or something yeah, right okay that's that's her surname and that's what she is she's a strap right that makes sense i really liked it i really it's more kind of like a like a for the vocals like darkest <clears> version <throat> of like florence and the machine i don't know that remind me of oh, that yes, briefly Ooh, I that. yeah no good comparison um, that. yeah completely so, different yeah. styles of music yeah but music wise but like the vocals that's what the i said like the same not the same but kind of like a more kind of like bleak version of <laughs> of what florence does i don't know I think you two would make a good collaboration. Oh, yes, please. <laughs> <laughs> well, if you're listening, Justin, I'm sure you are. Neil. I loved it. I, there's a, there's a couple, couple of my favourite musical things at the moment. One of my favourite musical genres is, uh, is shoegaze, since we discovered it. 
And um, another thing I really like in music is Nightwish. And this <laughs> ah. combined them both for me. It, it, it was it was Nightwish to shoegaze. It wasn't quite as theatrical, I didn't think, as a... It was getting there. Yeah. there definitely the power in the vocals. I thought there was a very sort of theatrical element in, in parts of it. But it just just atmosphere in abundance. And it, it just, yeah, I loved it. There's, just... there's a line in it, and it escapes me right now, but it's one of the things when I listened to it the first time, I went, oh, yeah. And I'm sure she sings the line, I'm hungry. Yes. Yeah, and I just went, that is so laced, that, that just those couple of words together yeah. the way she sings it. And, and it just... sounds proper dark as yeah. well when she sings it, doesn't it? It's like, you had forgotten about that until you mentioned it, but it's fucking it's very much She's like, yes, hungry. <laughs> I'm hungry, and I want to eat your soul. <laughs> oh, dear. Oh, right then. Are we, all, are we all spent on the songs? I think so. so. Right, so we, we, we move on to the verdict then. Who do you think's won? We know who's won because <laughs> she sent me an email saying, Oh, I like the Zustra one. Or just for posterity. Was I not supposed to reveal that? What is this no. supposed to be? Uh, no, it wasn't. It was meant to be revealed on the show. But so Rich sent me the email in a, in a picture and then underneath, shit. <laughs> <laughs> Because I read them, I didn't listen, and then I I replied first before listening to the, to the show. I'm so sorry. No, <laughs> it's okay. He then said, "Is it too late to change my song?" <laughs> Which I said, "I would change mine, but I can't be bothered." <laughs> uh, right, and Catherine for for prosperity, <laughs> prosperity. What's what's the fucking word? Just for the sake. Yeah, for the sake of it. For the sake of it. What is uh, your winner? My winner is Australia. No. Okay. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah. <laughs> this means you pair a level now, and I have half your scores. Mm. But you have a tendency to do that double barrel thing where you do oh, two yes. or three in a row. Yes, I will, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yes, 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 that's what will happen. I will annihilate you. Well, thank you very much, Catherine. No problem think... at all. Thank you, I want to give Richie a, a, um, if he oh, wants God. to win next time, <laughs> maybe he can put the right link because his link was actually his recommendation. It was blue and green, and his so I had to kind of like type and see, oh, what's that fearless? Because it wasn't actually the right link. Did so I okay, sure. <laughs> so or efficiency one. <laughs> Very good. Uh, right then. Sorry about that. So. That's fine. Uh, as Neil has correctly pointed out, me and Rich are now on six, and Neil is on three. Yeah, that's what's happening there. It's catching up slowly. So we're going to move on to our next round, aren't we? Yes, we are. We're going to move Hidden Masterpiece this week is brought by our very special guest, Catherine Alley. What song are you bringing that you consider to be a hidden masterpiece? It's one of my very, it's one of my favourite songs that I discovered when I was like really young and I still, I'm not over it, if that makes sense. It's it's by Muse, Muse but like old time Muse, you know, uh, it's like the hyper, not hyper music, but hyperchondriac music, which I think was on the B side of Hula Bali, if I'm not mistaken, I'm not sure. I just think it's one of the most haunting songs ever written. Awesome. Okay. <laughs> I, was, I, was, I thought you got more to say. <laughs> so tell us why you feel it's a hidden masterpiece. Why is it been overlooked? Because obviously there is hyper music, which is like in the main, like the album they actually released, Origin of Symmetry. So that's kind of like a cover version of a cover, kind of like acoustic, very kind of dreamy, very reverby version of the original song, which is very powerful and really loud. So I don't know. I just 
obviously uh, people I think don't pe people don't know it as much as they do with hyper music which is like a, because Muse is such a it's a it's a band that it's mostly it's amazing when they are amazing when they play live so back in the day they used to play happy music you know the live version that like the loud version very much live they I don't think they've ever played the acoustic one ever live so I don't think a lot of people know it and to me to this day it's just I don't know it just speaks to me it's that reverb just like I said with Zustra before when when that with this effect I'm always like I don't know I love I love that effect and I think it works really well in that song as well very good right let's start with neil muse are a band who confuse me i can't figure out if i like them or not sometimes i'll listen to them and go oh no i'm not, not really getting this sometimes i'll listen and go this is amazing i like weird progressive out there sort of heavily produced stuff experimental stuff and i should like muse far more than i do and but this they, but they don't. And this, this, this this track it, i definitely say it's definitely hidden i mean i know a little bit of muse and i've never heard of this 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 song before as to whether it's a masterpiece it's well you know we'll get on to the verdict later but it, it confused me because it, it again it, I, I should like it but it, it was a bit it was a bit too much even for me it was a bit <laughs> particularly at the end when everything just like clashes in together it was like this is just weirdness overload. I, I should be liking this, but I'm not. I'm not saying I don't. I'm just. I'm not sure. Confused me. I think I know why this is because Matthew Bellamy doesn't even remember recording this album. He said because he was really? high all the time. Yeah, he was on mushrooms <laughs> the whole the, the, during the whole thing. But, but so that, that should be endearing. <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't remember recording Plague in Baby, which is like one of the <laughs> most. He doesn't remember. So I. I yeah, I just like the chaos of it. I love that. I'm a massive Pink Floyd fan, you know, that's, that's yeah. drugs help. <laughs> you heard it here first, kids. <laughs> yeah. Rich. Oh, I can't say I'm a fan of this at all. So much overproduction at the start. With the, that, that, in, that guitar, I think he uses an Ebo at the start of that guitar. And he goes up, uh, d down, down, the, uh, down the string and it just sounds like a race car. Until it gets really high, and then you realise, oh, it's not a race car. It's 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 obviously using an effect. I think it's an Evo. You know, an Evo. Yeah, it? it's not an Evo. Yeah. Is it not? No. With the same kind of effect, though. Yeah. So that, and then when he's singing, it reminds me of when I like a song and I'm trying to sing along, but I don't know the words. I'm going. And that's what it sounded like, and I couldn't get past that, I'm afraid. It always sounds to me like he's underwater. Well, he's probably on. With the mushrooms and everything. Everything. He probably couldn't sing properly. wasn't able to enunciate his words. He was. He didn't sound like Rocky. <laughs> I think that's how he sings in general. He mumbles, mumbles a lot. So I don't, I don't know, I don't know. Um, he was on drugs and stuck his head in a fish tank to record. <laughs> that's what he sounds like. But yeah, he said, oh, I, I, I'm with Neil in the way that I like some muse, and I'm not amused by I, others. I, I don't. Mm. I, I wouldn't say I like some muse and I don't like. I wouldn't say I, I like some muse and not others. Sometimes I like muse and sometimes I don't. Okay. One is not amused this time. You're on about more fucking shit, you know. <laughs> you oh, don't that pretend out. you weren't impressed. <laughs> right, so muse. 8.3 million monthly listens. 
That's only 7 million monthly listeners less than you are, fella. More. Hypochondriac Music is the song. They are 413th in the world on Spotify. Listen to. They formed in Devon in 1994. On the drone tour in China, they were asked not to play Uprising and Revolt by the Chinese (laughs) government. (laughs) I wonder why! (laughs) (laughs) Matt Bellamy holds the Guinness World Record. Guinness or Guinness? Guinness? You said with the T. Did I? Guinness. Uh, Matt Bellamy holds the Guinness World Record for the most guitar smashed on a tour. 140. <laughs> and I I pur- purposely wrote this down for you, Neil. Dominic, sorry, drummer Dominic Howard likes to dress up on stage behind the drums and he once dressed up as Gandalf. <laughs> you, you shall not pass! <laughs> That's it. Very good. I am in complete agreement with you, fellas. I, I'm sort of down the middle. I think the music at times is really good, and then I don't like it. I think his vocal is dreary, and then it's brilliant, and then it's dreary. Um, and it never gets going. This is this is this is a typical and good example of my dispute and anger at the music industry because I can guarantee I will get five, six, seven submissions at least every week that will be a hundred times better than what Muse is. But yet Muse are where they are and these guys will never have a taste of what they've got. See, I, I think Muse are a brilliant band. I just, this this song Not nearly as good as some of the stuff we get then. I don't know, they make some noise for three of them. But then it depends what you you compare it to because news have changed styles so many times compared to how they started mm. and how they evolved or when they are now. I mean, what can you compare them to? Because because they're different. They're so different compared to where they started. So these bands... They are so, news. And I think that's also the reason why people are like, I don't know if I like them or not. And that's because you listened at some point that they sounded completely different to what they sound right now, probably. I don't know. You see, I guarantee all They I'll don't listen. even know who they are. I'll, I'll that's good, though. Song. You need to explore. You need to explore your identity as an artist and do various stuff. It doesn't matter if it's good or not. Especially if you can afford it. They can do. So. <laughs> I, I guarantee I'll listen to this song tomorrow and love it. Mm. <laughs> it's the way it works, isn't it, with this damn podcast? I listen well, to know the way I work with Muse. <laughs> right, okay. Is it a hidden masterpiece, Rich? Not for me. Neil? Not for me at this moment in time. Ask him tomorrow. Ask me tomorrow. <laughs> it is 100% hidden, but compare it to any of their stuff they released, it's not a masterpiece. I think that's the thing, yeah, yeah. It's not It's not a great Muse song. It's not to Time is Running Out, it's not Rising. Not Side Down. You know. Exactly. Yeah. It's none of those, is it? It's not memorable. It's not when it comes on you want to, you know, smash a guitar or, mm. you know, dress up as Gandalf. You know, it's, unfortunately, it's it's lost on the back end of, uh, did you say it was the Hyper Music album, Catherine? Uh, or the Origin of Symmetry. Origin of Symmetry. See, I've got written down here, it's the Hullabaloo soundtrack. Yes. So, the Hyper Music isn't the Origin of Symmetry and the Hullabaloo is the one where, uh, the is so um, ah, yeah. So unfortunately, Catherine, Muse's hypochondriac music is not a hidden masterpiece. That's how very sad. How very sad. Not sad for me because it is for me. <laughs> <laughs> it is for you, and that's the main thing. That's the main thing. Yes. Right then, shall we move on to the forgotten classic? Forgotten classic. Right then, so we move on to the Forgotten Classic round. What song have you brought, Catherine, that you believe is a Forgotten Classic? I brought Grace by Jeff Buckley. Okay, tell us all about it. I remember the first time I heard it. I remember I was in a bar and and I heard it and I asked the bar woman, I said, what's, what's this? 
and she told me all about that and about Jeff's life and music career and how short it was and stuff and I was like I just need to go and buy this album and I did and I fell in love with the whole thing so I think Grace the album uh, apart from the song particularly is what my favorite album of all times and Grace particularly I like because I think it's old enough to be a classic now and the reason why I think it's forgotten is because obviously Jeff Buckley is massive but um, because it was his only album, because he died so young, if he if he was still alive, he, he and he would have continued with his career, more people would know about him. And I don't think that a lot of people know him, but that as not as many, you know. So and it's been a while. So I think I've yeah. When I kind of when I refer to this song, when I talk to people that are like in their like um, teens or like early twenties and stuff, they they don't know what this song is or who Jeff Buckley is. So. I think it's kind of like a bit forgotten from the new generation in a way. So, yeah. Right, who's going first? Rich? Uh, I completely understand what you're saying, but from what you've just said, it's more of a, he's more of a forgotten artist than a, the song being a forgotten classic. I think this song was never really big in the first place. I'm not sure on the stats, and I'm sure Wayne will put me right in a bit, but I think, yeah, as an artist, he was probably forgotten. Fantastic artist as well. Um, I love the Manic Street Preachers, so this <laughs> this this is right up my street. Drums in it, brilliant. Not over too overproduced. Very dynamic. Had a very good drummer, whoever he was. Fantastic drummer. The rhythm and the melody in it reminded me a bit of uh, Kiss Me, Kill Me, Thrill Me from U2 for some reason. Um, Interesting. Don't know why, but yeah, I was getting there. I liked it a lot. His his vocals were almost comparable with Freddie Mercury. I thought really good. Re- Fantastic vocals, fantastic song, uh, got nothing, classic, yeah, uh, prob- probably it would, have, would definitely have worked as a hidden masterpiece, I think, but um, as far as forgotten classic, I don't know, because I don't think it was really remembered in the first place. Neil? Pretty much echo what Richard said, to be perfectly honest, I think, yeah, it's a great song, um, I'd, I'd definitely get in the Manic Street Breaches thing from it. Um, it um, I I don't know enough Jeff Jeff Buckley to really be able to say whether this was ever popular at one one time or or not. Um, but I went on the basis that you know we we kind of discussed uh, these are forgotten artists. I'm thinking yeah maybe that does push it into the realm of forgotten classic territory. Definitely a classic. I'm a little bit on the fence as, as, as to forgotten at the moment. At the moment. I'm, I'm, I might be able to sway you here. Right, okay. So, uh, Jeff Buckley, 2.7 million monthly listens. Grace has 15 million streams. He is the son of cult songwriter Tim Buckley. Yeah, I don't know who he is either. Obviously, uh, his most famous song is a cover of Leonard Cohen's Hallelujah. Hallelujah, yeah. I didn't know how he died, so I wanted to research this, and very macabre of me, but I wanted to find out what happened to to Jeff Buckley. So, he died in 1997. He drowned in the Mississippi after swimming fully clothed while waiting for friends and he got caught in the wake of a boat and got sucked under and, and drowned which how old was he i think he was he might be in the 27 club you know i just assumed it was George. i think he was 31 or something was he 31 right okay. yeah grace was the album's first single it's weird because when i think of jeff buckler i always think of an old man and no, he was young yeah. i think it's the name i mean how many young jeff buckley's do you know <laughs> <laughs> go take that go and take this pie down to mr buckley yeah. old jeff down the road <laughs> Yeah, so Grace was the first single from the album. The album charted at 31 in the UK, and Grace didn't chart at all, so it wasn't. I was getting vibes of Simon and Garfunkel from the start of the mm. song, 
and I was definitely getting a grunge, definitely Pearl Jammy vibe from it as well. In uh, sort of later Pearl Jam, the way the song's constructed and some of the, the the choices he makes, I think it's a really good song. It wasn't a million miles away from Muse in some places as well. Absolutely, in terms yeah, of yeah. songs, songs. I'm starting to detect a bit of a pattern developing here, uh, Catherine. <laughs> yeah. Yes, that's what I like. <laughs> on on the playlist, I don't know if you got it, Rich, but when I put it on the playlist, I put Muse next to Jeff Buckley, and when they streamed into each other, it could have been Muse or it could have been Jeff Buckley yeah, yeah. reversible. You know, they, they have, did you? So you, so uh, you didn't get it then. <laughs> Matthew Bellamy saw Jeff Buckley when he was 15, and he was like, "That's what I want to do." <laughs> so he was, yeah, he's influenced many artists, and that's why I think it's classic but maybe it's a cultural thing maybe he wasn't as big in the UK I, suppose. I don't know I mean Hallelujah was big and I know that he released uh, they re-released uh, Grace last year I think or the year before for like a 20th anniversary and I know people were going mad for it because they released it on vinyl and things like that you, you couldn't do, you couldn't get it on vinyl unless you found like a real rare one sorry is it a forgotten classic I don't think so sorry no. oh Niels He's huffing and puffing. I'm going to say no, not for me, but it's very close. It, I mean, the stats alone reveal that it, it wasn't that well known. It wasn't that well known, unfortunately, no. On the stats, it's not a forgotten classic. I don't know this song, so it could easily have been a hidden masterpiece. Yeah. You know, definitely been a hidden yeah, masterpiece. Yeah, if, if you'd have brought this as a hidden masterpiece, we'd, I'd have said 100%. Yeah, you'd have kicked it through the roof. Straight, didn't it? But as a forgotten classic, I have to agree with the lads. Unfortunately, it's not a it's not a forgotten classic for me. Yeah, that's fine. I'm not good oh. at this game. Put <laughs> <laughs> your head down in shame. You know what? It's, 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 it's a trend we have with artists uh, and people we have come on the show. They either get two or they get they get two in or two out. It's never like one on one. I think we've had one with one on one. One in the we've got to have had some. Yeah, I can't bring eight of mine though. It's always they're all in or they're all out. Perhaps it's us. It's okay though, Catherine. It doesn't reflect on you as an artist. <laughs> I, mean, I think music is such a subjective, you know, thing for people. Like you know, it resonates differently. So I, it's not a bad thing. I like you know, dialogue is is good when you disagree because that's that's a you know that's a good dialogue. If we're like, yeah, oh, we all agree, that would be really boring. <laughs> Richard your, said, your, sorry, sorry. Go on your story, Catherine, about uh, where you came across it. I mean, I can. Uh, this is what kind of sort of sway, almost sway me a bit. I can see that it's a forgotten classic for you. Mm-hmm. I think that's what the, it's a it's a difficult one because obviously for me, when, when when we came up with the the section, it was one of those songs that everybody loved back in the day. Everybody was listening to. It's like say, like Sunscreen by Baz Luhrmann. Everybody knows that song, but it's never played anymore. It's like it's been forgotten in time. I posted one the other day on their Facebook. Remember this banger? It's like a song from 1994. I haven't heard it since 1994, but when I heard it, I knew what it was straight away, and everybody knew it in 1994. I'm, I'm almost positive that when we release this, this episode, there is a there is a part of the internet that is screaming and calling us all a bunch of. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm sure there's Every a lot of people the out there that would know it. Yeah, yeah. But um, the stats don't lie. The numbers don't lie. They don't, unfortunately. No. So Jeff Buckley's Grace from the album Grace is not a forgotten classic unfortunately never mind let's move on anyway better luck next time Catherine hi mind your ears oh no that's fine I'll take it it's time for the music of challenge both go So on our last 
last episode, we had our special guest, Todd Warner-Moore, and he chose for Rich to go and find some jazz soul, soul jazz? Soul jazz. Soul jazz. What have you brought for our listening pleasure? I have bought turquoise. Is it blue and green? Blue and green. <laughs> blue and green by Miles Davis. This has been on my playlist for a long time, and I've been waiting to bring this to the show. It's in my top ten favourite pieces of music of all time. Mm, love it. It's just so... You want to, you want to talk about atmosphere in music, Neil? You want to talk about atmosphere? This is atmosphere. Oh, so full of atmosphere. Oh, you remember the game, Atmosphere? I do, yeah. With the video. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. Uh, yeah, it was on the way down the car talking about it. It's You can almost picture it in a, a noir, like a detective noir film. And Sam was walking down the street and he came across Susan. And they went into the... the t- you know, that kind of like... Don't ever write noir. <laughs> That kind of thing. Detective Noir film! Detective Noir film. And um, the the picture that always brings to mind is, like I said, it was uh, Edward Hopper and his painting, Nighthawks. And it's a... what was it? A bar on the corner of a street with a milk bar, I believe, or a coffee bar. Coffee probably. bar. You can almost picture someone at a, you know, playing again a show, and then mm. yeah, that kind of thing. And so yeah, I love it. It's full of atmosphere. It's it's just I'd love it. I just love it. It's so well produced, produced for its time as well, mm. and um, musicality. It's far above anything I could ever hope and dream to build. Put together myself on a computer. You're nearly crying here. Yeah. Oh, it's amazing. Amazing piece of work. <laughs> Neil, tell me what you think. And you... I fucking hate jazz. <laughs> You've stolen me thunder. <laughs> Anybody who's listened to the podcast for any length of time will know that jazz is not really my favourite genre of music. I, it is a genre of music that I, I struggle with immensely. But this this was pleasant. It was inoffensive. It, I'd definitely get in the film noir thing. I mean... Whenever I think noir, I always think of my favourite film, which is Blade Runner. Uh, you know, this would sound perfect over that dream sequence with the unicorn and all that kind of stuff that wasn't on the original cut. <laughs> and, you know, that yeah, it, it just very, yeah, atmosphere, I'm, I'm getting all that. I think it, I'm still not a huge fan of jazz. I, I don't get it. I really, I, you know, I, I just, there's something about my brain that can, just cannot commute, com, compute jazz and muse some of the time. Um, <laughs> but, 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 uh, but, 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 yeah, I, I think the best way I can describe my reaction to this is if it, if it happened to come on while I was saying an elevator, I, I wouldn't feel like I need to rip my ears off and piss on them. <laughs> So, you so say what you for, really feel for, for, for a piece of. I would. I wouldn't feel like I have to do that. So, for for, for a piece of jazz to connect with me in that way, it must be good. Yeah. Catherine, I, I like jazz. I've, I can play jazz. I can sing that way. But I really, I really like the genre, and so I didn't mind it at all. I really, I really enjoy listening to it, and I liked because jazz to me is like an abstract painting. It's like. And I really, that's why I like the blue and green kind of title because it reminded me of like this kind of like, um, it was very soothing. It was very soothing to listen to. And it's just, I don't know, it's just, I really liked it. I mean, there's not much I can comment because I'm not an expert in jazz really, to be honest. But um, it was, it's a great piece. I could listen to it again. And yeah, I would, I would probably. Um, so well done. I really liked it. That almost sounded patronising. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 not at all. I love jazz. I love jazz. But um, oh, yeah. I'm just. I feel like I don't. I don't really know as much in in about that genre, so I can really. But um, well done. <laughs> I think the way you describe jazz is the way I've been trying to 
think about jazz for a very, very long time. So you just hit the nail on the head. Jazz is an abstract painting. <laughs> some I can look at and go, oh, I sort of get the emotion from that. And I some I look it, at and go, well, it's just a fucking couple of wavy lines on a white blackboard. I think it, it depends on the style of jazz. You've got improv jazz, and yeah, that that, that does happen. This this isn't improv. This isn't abstract at all. This is straight down the line. This this paints a clear picture for me. It is, it is jazz, this. 100%. It is jazz, jazz yeah. absolutely. No, no, I'm just... But it, it paints a clear picture. I think it's you know, soul jazz as well, you know. I, I, when I was given the genre, the, the, this probably doesn't come under soul jazz, but listening to it and the picture it paints in my head feels like soul jazz to me. I have got a little experiment, but I realise that we can't do it because I'll probably get sued. So I was just going to say, I found Roy Batty's speech, Neil, from Blade Runner. Oh, yeah. I was going to ask one of you to play the song while we play at Roy Batty's speech but I realised we'd get sued to death if we did it so we could try it but no I'm not going to do it by, by the estate of uh, Miles Davis and by 20th century we could do it yeah. or Disney or whoever owns Blade on these days that. let's not even worry about it Okay. <laughs> I think I know the, the speech off by ours anyway do you know it now oh I should do um, I've seen things you wouldn't believe I've seen things you people wouldn't believe starships on fire off the shoulder of Orion attack Don't ships mean. on fire off yeah. the shoulder of Orion sea beams glittering in the sun all these moments will be lost in time like tears in rain. Like tears in the rain, that's your mm. time to die. Time to die is absolutely. Mm. Oh, we're going off track here, but that is, yeah, that oh, is spectacular. I, I, I fucking love that film. Yeah, I, I fucking love this music. It is, like we were saying, it's noir and it's, it's you know, it instantly, it instantly promotes like wet, dark city streets with smoke coming out the grates and the, 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 the um, the gumshoe with the, the Mac on and he's got his hood up and the fedora, fedora yeah, yeah and all that and he's waiting for the heel to turn up and the femme fatale you know and he's, he's you've got that snarling you know she was never my dame anyway sort of voice in the back you know vocal over the top with this playing it's a very sexy song as well isn't it it's so I mean the, the version I put on the playlist has been it's a redux and it's been redone but it's just gorgeous it's fantastic it's sexy but not Day. I mean, I can, you can imagine back in the 40s, 30s, 40s, someone sticking on their, their gramophone and trying to woo someone with this on in the background. Well, you, you could try, but it's not from then, so... <laughs> <laughs> no, but, it, but when is it from? 1959. No shit. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, Miles Davis, Blue and Green, 72 million streams of this song. 1.7 million monthly listens. Kind of Blue is the name of the album from 1959. Uh, he played with John Coltrane for years. Also played with jazz legends Charlie Parker and Dizzy Gillespie. So you can tell where his pedigree comes from. The album is regarding, uh, regarded as a genre definer. So mm. yeah. He turned down playing with Duke Ellington to finish recording Birth of Cool, which I think was his first album. And he had issues with Thelonious Monk after getting um chords rung and branded him as a non musician. <laughs> well that, that is that is a put down, that isn't it? <laughs> You non-musician, you. So yeah, I also read some of the things about Miles Davis. Uh, apparently, he he went missing for years. I thought he may have died young, but apparently had lots of health issues and just disappeared for the public eye for like twenty-five years. Oh wow. I think he played again in 1997 and then died not long after. So it was a long. Uh, he had like lots of problems with hips and things like that and didn't want to be seen out in public. But yeah, guy's yeah. unbelievably ta- was unbelievably talented. Yeah. You know, and to to leave a legacy that he has. He's one of the all-time greats, isn't he? Definitely, he's yeah. it, yeah. If, uh, he's, I'd he, say he's probably the great of jazz. He's, yeah. If you mention jazz to somebody, it's going to be Charlie Parker or it's going to be Miles Davis. Probably more than likely Miles Davis, yeah. to be honest. Or, unless the person you mentioned jazz to happens to be me. In which yeah, case, and you just you go, just get... I fucking hate jazz. <laughs> <laughs> oh. 
Very good. Uh, right, Catherine, could you choose a genre for us for next time if you have one in mind? If not, give us a letter and we'll find one from there. Hmm. Go for avant-garde pop. Wow. Who's that for? Can I have it? It's yes. Not for me. Neil can have it. Avant-garde. Avant-garde pop. pop. I'm going Whoa. to put that down. I shall enjoy that. Why do I feel like this is going to be upsetting? They're not avant-garde, mate. Some of their stuff is avant-garde. So we've reached the section of the show now. That's I suppose gonna be... what, did, did my head-to-head from last week was a bit avant-garde pop. I would say it's very avant-garde pop, that yeah. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I might bring that again. Uh, right, so we move on to the section of the show, which is all about you, Catherine. It's all about you. It is the... Our artist spotlight this week is with Catherine Alley. Tell us all about you, Catherine. Tell us about your songs. Tell us about what you're up to. What's going on in the world. What's, what's going on with Catherine right now? Right now, yes. Yeah, so I've only started as a solo artist last May. So it's been pretty full on ever since. I released my debut single last May, The Skin I'm Made Of. And then this, uh, like, last, uh, last weekend was time for my second um a single which is called Sunny Days, but we released that along with the music video. It was so much fun to shoot last month uh, in Glasgow and I had a great team of a great director and two dancers and a guy doing visuals and photographers. It was like a great kind of like cross art event that we kind of really enjoyed all of us. And I'm back in the studio as well to finish my next single, which is going to be released at some point in in autumn, hopefully. I did a few shows and yeah, so things have been really busy. Uh, I was very happy to see uh, Sunny Days. Uh, Sunny Days was premiered the uh, Scotsman earlier this month, uh, so that was really nice. Um, and yeah, so basically now we're kind of scheduling a tour for autumn. So things have been busy, but good busy, I suppose. I'm very excited to talk about this with you guys. Very good. So what's the song all about? Tell us where, what the history is um, and, you know, where it came about from and, and all the technicality of it and the songwriting. And I'm making a real bad hash of this, but you know what I mean. Tell mm-hmm. us about the song. <laughs> so uh, I actually wrote it a while ago. It's a love song, <laughs> but the thing with my songwriting is that when I write about love, because I don't always do, um, I just try to kind of portray it in a way that is not like cheesy, like kind of like mainstream love songs in a way we all know them and stuff through my songwriting. And especially the story about this song is, um, but actually the story that the song is based on is like a very kind of intense love story that had so many ups and downs that I felt the need to kind of like reflect that on every possible level in that song. When it comes to the lyrics uh, that are happy and very sad or the music that goes from major to minor all the time. And then in the video when we did like, we had basically two themes, the very bright, white, romantic um, part of it. And then the bleak, the dark, the one with the strobes, uh, me dressed in black and the dancers instead of kind of like dancing pretty much fighting so I, I kind of try to reflect that duality of what being in a relationship or like involved with someone in a very intense way on every level so I, I basically did a, a demo on the piano with that song and then I worked with it well, with my producer um, at Chambers Studio here in Edinburgh and it was a very very interesting um, process of kind of 
trying to try trying basically to beat up the song from like just a piano demo what it was and the thing I enjoy the most is like trying to kind of like figure out rhythm and mm. experimenting with rhythm because it's it's three four but then it goes in the middle section goes into five and then back to three and then trying to kind of like experiment with with rhythm without having any drums or percussion that's something that I really liked and again duality is also kind of reflecting on rhythm as well because you have very soft parts and very intense and loud parts and complicated parts so we added some guitars we added more piano we added all the electronic sounds and all the vocal harmonies and stuff like that and I was I am very happy with the results and people have been responding really well ever since we released it on the last weekend so yeah, anything else you'd like to know? I think I've said a, I've said I've said a lot already. Yeah, it is it is a great song. Uh, I'll let one of the other guys go first. Who wants to go first? Neil. I think yeah, it's a great song. Um, what um, what got me the most listening to it though is uh, I kind of I kind of alluded earlier in the show to um, with your your choices for um, hidden masterpiece and forgotten classic, Catherine. That I can see what your where your influences are, and I think kind of if I stuck this on a playlist with the Muse song followed by Jeff Buckley followed by this, you can see the progression into this. Mm-hmm. And uh, we've had that happen with a couple of guests, haven't we? Yeah. Um, but it's been a while since we've, we've, we've had it quite so clear. And it's, it's kind of a case, it's always interesting for me. I always, uh, always listen to the, the artist's uh, song choices first and then listen to their song. And occasionally you go, ah, yeah, yeah, I can see that. So, yeah, I, I, I liked it a lot. Yeah, um, everything that we liked in the Zustra song is, like you said earlier, it's quite kind of echoed in this. It's it's a bit different to the song that you brought for the B side, I thought. It is actually. We try to have this we try to have same references. Like obviously you've got the piano again and also like we use Super Ego on the guitar, which is like the same effect, just to keep the same kind of like vibe. But I do wanna experiment a lot with and what's coming up is actually a lot different as well, while trying to maintain kind of similar elements. But yeah. But you can see that your love for perfection in in the music and the in the way it's polished and yeah it's 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 a, it's a great piece of work and obviously that's you know why why we wanted you on the show i don't know i think the guys have said have said it all to be honest this song came out on friday uh, last friday was that the 16th of august Catherine? so yeah the video was premiered on friday and then it went on all the online platforms on saturday very good so you can download and you can watch this video on youtube where i did and you can download and buy and all the rest of this for this song now i i want to go back to something you said because i've got it written down here as well uh, i think the song is brilliant i loved the contrast in the song and the, the word you use i've got it written down here duality you know the juxtaposition between the light and the dark and i think it was so clear that I didn't have to go searching for a meaning for the song because it was there in front of me. You know, it, I didn't have to go looking anywhere deeper into the song. It was, it was all there, and I think that was fantastic. You know, it's 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 the hopeful light versus the despairing dark, and I think that was brilliant. It's just brilliant, and I think the video that you've got is is perfect to the song. Uh, I think you've done a cracking job with that. They're, all of you who've been involved with that. Uh, you know, I, I, you you you're, you're right. I, I never really thought to to mention it, but yeah, what you what you just said, and it, I was on about earlier the, in in the B side that we did about the uh, guy who's what was his name the the instrumentalist guy. Oh, 
Alexander Alexander Bornstein. Bornstein. Alexander Bornstein is a does a soundtrack, and I love that kind of music. I love that kind of just just music because I can paint a picture from it. I can paint my own picture, and I like that. Whereas there's there's a lot of music in the mainstream, and like you just said, there's a lot of music you have to search for the meaning, and I can't be asked to do that. So I like I like a piece of music where I can just listen to it, paint my own picture, Mm. and. I agree with this. I didn't have to search for anything. The the message was, and what you were trying to portray was right there. Yeah, I, I really, really loved your sort of old time musical carnival type piano. The ding, 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 ding. I, that was yeah. so brilliant in this song. And I'm surprised yeah. you didn't pick up on I that. Really. I found, yes, I found, I found it very Amanda Palmer, and um, it's very cabaret in parts. Yeah, but not bad cabaret because there's obviously you know you've got a cheesy type it's, of cabaret. This wasn't dark cabaret. Bad. This yeah. is kind kind of dark cabaret. Very Evelyn, Evelyn. Uh, yes, well, yes, definitely. Bit, yeah. actually, dark, dark, but in a really good way. I, I love dark. <laughs> yes, <you laughs> do. Mm. Yeah, and dark, yeah, dark cabaret. Uh, if you ever get the chance, and I'm sure you, I'm sure you, at some point in your life, I don't, that's a funny thing saying. It. If you ever get the chance, <laughs> if you ever, ever in your life get the chance to listen to a piece of music, listen to Amanda Palmer and some of her older works, like the Dresden Dolls, and when she was in the Dresden Dolls, Evelyn, Evelyn. I think you will like her a lot. I'm intrigued. Yeah, we'll check them out for sure. Yeah, I, I think you'll really love them. Mm. Uh, I think it's fantastic, Catherine. Is it's a really good piece of work? Yeah, Thank fantastic you guys. piece of work. Yeah. Have you got shows coming up, Catherine? What's what's next for you? Uh, so, as I said, uh, we're putting together some shows now for autumn. Uh, I've got nothing to confirm right now because we're still negotiating with all the promoters, <laughs> um, uh, which is not the fun part of the job anyway. So there will be more shows to be announced for sure in October, for October and November. So the best way to follow up is just to, you know, check out social media because everything will be announced there. Will you be planning on coming further south of Scotland to maybe near us? Yes, actually. So the plan is Scotland, Northern England, and hopefully London and Brighton. That's the plan. So we'll see what so happens. So completely skipping the middle part. <laughs> I mean, I mean, it's a, it's a, it's a budgeting kind of thing. Okay. <laughs> you just need to. Well, hopefully, I mean, it you depends. You just want to go to the important people. Yeah, not the important people. I mean, the Midlands has got nothing in the way of music. No, we we no, contributed no, nothing. No, nobody to, came from yeah. Birmingham. What's Birmingham that, done for music? <laughs> the thing is that, like, if I mean, I don't. I usually don't know myself. Obviously, the promoters <laughs> do. So, like, I would love to play everywhere. <laughs> but, um, but yeah. Obviously, you'll send over your gig list. Yes. Very good. Cool. And if our listeners want to find you, I'm assuming Spotify and uh, yeah. Facebook, Twitter, and all the rest of it. Everywhere, everywhere. Uh, at it's Catherine Alley on the socials. Cool. Take Very a listen good. to her work on Spotify, and if you like her work on Spotify, go and purchase that work. Very good. So we are actually rounding up to the end of the show, then? We are. Yes. So You can find us where, Wayne? Where can they find you us? You can find us. All you have to do is type YHHTMPC into Google search engine, and you will find us bloody everywhere. Or you haven't heard this music podcast into Google, and we own that section of Google. <laughs> <laughs> it's ours, motherfucker. <laughs> um, I just want to say thank you to Catherine. Uh, you've been a fantastic guest. Thanks for coming along and uh, dealing with us. <laughs> thank you for having me, guys. It was yes. I love this podcast. It's very, it's very funny. It's not like yeah. I mean, it's music. We can do whatever we want with it. I like that we disagreed as well. I like that. That was my favorite part. <laughs> I love how you don't agree with me. <laughs> I love it. This 
just yeah this is good, good. bad music. feedback is good feedback we say it every <laughs> single week music is subjective it's different to everybody else yeah. and it would be boring if everybody thought exactly the same yeah 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 no more so, coffee for me, Vicar. So, so in the room at this moment in time, you've got somebody who likes jazz and metal, somebody who hates metal, somebody who loves jazz, uh, somebody who hates jazz. So, but the, all in, more importantly, we all liked your music. We did. That is the that is the clincher. I appreciate that. Thank you. It means a lot. Put a lot of effort, and I'm really, really, really proud. And I'm, I really, I'm really happy that I had the chance to discuss these things with you today. Um, it's been a pleasure for me too. It's our pleasure. Thank cool, you and much. hopefully we'll have you again in the future so, at yes, some point. Absolutely. Yes, we have got boatloads of back catalogue now. We've got the Artist of the Week, we've got B-Size, we've got A-Size to go back through if you want to go and have a listen and catch up. Uh, we just recorded an episode of the B-Size with Mike Five from the Saturday New Music Saturday podcast. You can't get that right, can we? <laughs> yeah. um, so go back and uh, that'll be out the week after this he'll, podcast. What will happen is he'll, he'll invite us onto his podcast on purpose now and go, right, so the guys from you haven't heard this over there, something music about this, that, this, and he'll, he'll he will, do yeah. it on purpose. He will. You have a musically heard podcast. <laughs> All that's left to say is thank you to Catherine, and I've been Wayne. I've been Richie. Neil. And yep. she's been... I'm Catherine Alley. <laughs> thank you for listening. If indeed you still... Ah, oh, goodbye. Goodbye. Sunny days are ours Take your ring off Sunny days are ours It's just you and me And it's on piece of paper It's just you and me And I'm torn Let my
Sunny days are ours. Take your ring off. Sunny days are ours. It's just you.